What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Alternate Reality, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Pharaoh, and I am joined, as always, by Muggin. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. So, we have quite the show ahead of us. We've been on a bit of a break, as you guys may have seen. <laughs> it's really hard to get together across the holidays and all that kind of stuff, and Man, I had a whole bunch of family in town that came in and out, so it was just it was just wild. But we are very glad to, that we finally were able to get together and, and put on an episode. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a hot minute, and we apologize for that break. Um, but yeah, this, the end of the year got freaking nutty, for me at least. Mm-hmm, um, same. I don't but know yeah, about this, you. We, we, got, we got so much stuff, though. I mean, so many mobile games that we're playing, which we'll, we'll talk about, and... Um, yeah, we got definitely movies and stuff that came out that mm-hmm. I at least want to mention a few things about. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you think? Should we just hop right in? Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's All right, yeah. So, did you see any movies or anything like that that you wanted? To, I saw that first one to talk on Wonka. Okay, oh, well, let's yeah, talk dude. about Wonka real quick. What What did you think? Amazing. I loved it. You liked it. I loved it. I loved every second uh, of it. I'm sure I you hated went it. In no, and I, actually, I, I I enjoyed it. Okay, I yeah. I was expecting to dislike. So so was I. I, I like. Yeah. I saw the trailers and I was like, the the world looks cool, but I was like, so I'm a massive like Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka fan. Like, mm-hmm. like that's my childhood. He's the f- right. fucking man. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, like, I was worried. Like. So you're taking something that's like so ingrained, you know, it's just like any time they make mm-hmm. a prequel or a sequel, you know, with a different character, a different actor, many, many years later, there's, there's like, you know, you got fit. It's a coin flip, right? E- even if you put the perfect actor in there, they could still blow it. But I thought like the whole cast was fantastic. Uh, Key was hilarious. Like, obviously that dude is, yeah, Keegan-Michael Key is just hilarious in everything he does. Yeah. And he was perfect in that role um and timothy chalamet just he he really knocked it out of the park i just from his yeah you know from his demeanor from his stature from his from everything like the way he talked the way he you know was so nonchalantly like magical or whatever was Mm -hmm. was amazing and then also like that dude can sing man um yeah you know I, i i knew he could rap you know, <laughs> what is it? Smoke yeah. Chet of the Ass Ghetto, but I didn't know he could sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was actually like really, really good. I, I 100% agree with you. I was really surprised by Timothy Chalamet because I, I was not thinking that he was going to be able to pull it off. It, it looked cheesy from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, in, in the movie, it actually worked really well. They they balanced it enough like with you know him being a magician and stuff like that i mean don't get me wrong it could still like like crazy fantastical right Mm -hmm. but um but yeah they did a really good job of like making it feel like it could exist in the foundation of the world you know what i mean right so so yeah it it was like the world itself was just goofy enough to kind of match it well and yeah my wife was saying like well i don't get it and what's all this stuff and i'm like listen i was like you know the song right like the song Mm -hmm. you know that you know the one that gene wilder sings when they enter the factory and then he sings it you know pure imagination the whole point is he 
he has all this stuff and does all this stuff because he literally lives in a world of his own imagination. He doesn't live in the same world that the rest of us do. Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole point is that, like, he can do whatever he wants, however he wants, and be so fantastical because he just believes, right? That's the whole moral of right. the story, you know? So, right. I just, yeah, I just thought they did such a great job with it. Uh, you know, the ups and the downs and the, you know, all that stuff, like the storyline and, you know, made sense and, and it was grounded and it wasn't just about him making chocolate, you know, it was about like why he does it and who he does it for. And so, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with it, you know? Yeah. And the only, my only complaint for it would be that there, well, I guess there's two, two complaints. Um, one is like on a canonical level so in the the original one like they said that slughorn um used to work for willy wonka and then he created his own company after he stole um secrets from willy wonka Mm -hmm. and then made his own company so that doesn't really jive here so mm-hmm. that that was like a little bit of an issue for me, but like not a not one to hold me back. Like it was still a great movie, um, but that was just one little thing I noticed. And then the other thing was, I did think that the villains were very generic. Like I mean, like they were trying to be quirky and weird, but I didn't like have an attachment to them. I didn't think they were particularly good. Like I got kind of tired of the jokes they were throwing around constantly. Mm-hmm. Some people did like them. Some of the people I went with like did like them, but I personally it just it didn't work for me. But luckily that the rest of the story was just so good that like I didn't really care. Like it was mm-hmm. I was entertained all the way through. So but yeah, those those were my two things. But overall, very good. I had fun. You know, I would I would have given it probably like a 80%. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd give it like an eight, nine out of ten. I just was really happy yeah. with it. I mean if it doesn't win some stuff for, uh, you know, the set design and the music and everything, I would yeah, be I think very, that's where, very surprised. Um, yeah, I think that's where it would win. Yeah, it's um, definitely, I mean, costumes, set design, yeah. music, audio, everything, all that stuff was just great. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Do you think there's going to be a sequel? Yeah, I think it would be really cool to see the in-between, like, while he's building yeah. up the factory and, like... Yeah, because they still got to get the Oompa Loompas over, so... Yeah, but, I mean, like, even, you know, the... I don't want to... No spoilers, so, you know, but he's got to build, you know, what? how did he build the factory and what... Right. You know, what hardships and, you know, they left some open-ended stuff with one of the other characters and, you know, this, that, and the yeah. other, so it'll be interesting to see how, if they want to take that i think they definitely could I, I would be happy to see him in that role I would, again same i would be down for it so, so yeah um next one I, i'm just going to talk about the next couple you know very quickly um godzilla minus one you didn't see this right no i really want to but i just haven't had a chance I, I, we only get so many movies you know um yeah well let me tell you um 100 worth it no this that's thing, what i've heard this thing better win awards. I was going in. I'm not like a big Godzilla fan to begin with or anything, right. but man, this was, this was, I mean, it was, it was Godzilla, but the, the human element of it, like the, the story of the humans that felt like the focus and it was so good. Yeah. Like it was right after world war two, like the beginning of it is literally the end of world war two. And man, they just, they frame that part of history so well, even though it's a Godzilla movie, they just, 
man, every single performance was absolutely astounding. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, it's literally a 100% movie for me, which is huge. It's a, so, it's Japanese, right? Yes, it's all subtitled, yeah. which I, I don't care about because I'm used to anime. Well, so no, I don't I, care about that stuff either. Just, but I just was, I yeah. was just verifying that my. Yeah, yeah. Understand. Some people, well, some people legitimately do have a problem with that, and I, I get it because some people, you know, you just want to listen, you want to read. But I'm uh, just saying, for this one, it's it's worth it, like to to go through it and, and read it because it, it's just, I promise you, you will not regret it. It is so good. Um, and also, I just want to point out, like, I legitimately cried twice during the movie. Damn. It was that good, and I don't cry in movies either. Oh, you don't? So, you're not like a you're not like a movie crier. <laughs> Only if it's related to League of Legends, then I actually kind of cry like a baby. <laughs> yeah, so like you're just crying through all of Arcane, basically. In Arcane, I cry a lot, yeah. <laughs> but but for movies where I don't have an attachment going in, like I could not believe that I was that upset in this in this movie, and uh, my wife literally cried all the way through the movie. So uh, very good. Brings me to my next one, Iron Claw. This was another one. Like we were blessed with some really good movies recently. Iron Claw. Holy cow! Amazing. What's that it's a wrestling one? movie. Oh it's yeah, a yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, yeah, I don't. What's his I name? Um, Zach Efron's in it, right? Yeah, Zach Efron is in it mm-hmm. with his along with his new face, and uh, he uh, he got uh, plastic surgery like right before going in, and um, he he looks odd. I mean, he looks good for the movie. Yeah, he got like he, his chin widened, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got some stuff so done to weird. make him look like less kid like, but I thought he looked fine before, and now he looks, uh, you know, he doesn't look bad, but he looks off. I'll have to have my wife so, get a picture of him because she's like a, you know, yeah, she loves, yeah, yeah she, she loves can, she can judge it. She can, uh, yeah. she can let me know <laughs> if he's if he's um, wonky for the ladies. But yeah, I was it just wondering. Looked, it was it weird. just looked like he was trying to go Ken doll. Is what it looked. I like. I thought it was so. just. I thought maybe it was a prosthetic that they put on him just for the movie. You yeah. know, with that weird hair and everything, just to like set the stage yeah. for him being a wrestler. But that's his real face. Huh? That is his real face. Yeah. <sighs> um, <sighs> But that that movie itself, though, I mean, holy cow! I mean, I'm not a big wrestling mm-hmm. person, uh, but I, I went with uh, my uncle, who is a huge wrestling person, yeah. and he kind of gave me a little bit of backstory into the characters. I actually like read the whole. I saw that trailer and I was like, "There's no way!" And then I actually read the Wikipedia. It's it's and worse the, than what yeah, happened. Yeah, the in the, movie. the that Rick. I mean, that that guy. Uh, yeah. Yikes. That family yeah, that, is definitely cursed. Like you want to talk yeah. about a cursed family, like that—that's it's terrible for real. It was I and mean, everything that they went through, like they—they they paced everything perfectly. Yeah. Everyone's acting performance once again was just on point. Like I said, you don't have to care about wrestling at all. I don't care about wrestling at all, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you—you you will. I don't think there's a person in the world that can see this movie and get through it without crying at least once. Mm-hmm. But I mean, holy cow, dude, like this, these performances in it were insane. So like, I hope this one wins awards too. This one's, this one's a, a also maybe not a hundred percent, but it's a 95% for me, like nice. astoundingly high. Very and good. I'm not, I don't just throw the shit out. I'm usually no, very you critical. Normally hate, you hate now. movies. I think. Yeah. I think so deep down was, inside you actually good. hate movies. That's my, that's my personal <laughs> view. Um, feels that way, but well, let me, let me go into the to the next one here because now I can bring out the hate. So the Marvels, um, I know this one was a little. No, while you back, skipped straight to it. it. All right, sweet. Yeah, 
I just have to mention it. The Marvels, whole you didn't see this one. No, I this, but are you kidding me? That's a so dis- bad. Listen, I yeah, I, I still haven't seen Captain Marvel, so I'm in no rush to yeah, see let alone Marvels. Yeah. The Marvels. I didn't watch Miss Marvel, even though I wanted to. Um, I just haven't had time, but um, uh, I mean, yeah. Every I, you know, I couldn't I couldn't really get through the the. Um, Miss Marvel show the TV show show yeah just because like I th- I think she's actually a very good actress mm-hmm. and I think that she would play I think she plays the character well but the like nothing was justified in what they were doing in the show like it was all way too goofy like I, you know I'm all I'm all down for like different types of shows it's just like you can't just like do certain things that's absolutely unjustified and make zero sense and then just tell me to swallow it like i can't no you, There's you a can't foundation do that. that you've set in the world yeah mm, and you, you just you, you can't make me do that but in in the marvels there were so many things like literally everything was was just ridiculous there was this singing portion of the movie that was just terrible it didn't it didn't even rhyme. I don't remember if it rhymed some of the time, but I remember thinking lots of times, "I'm like, this thing doesn't even rhyme. It's terrible." Like, it was, it was, it was really bad, and it felt super forced. Like they were trying to make something interesting, mm-hmm. but it just felt really flat. And then um, the whole like, like the enemy was incredibly generic. No, like very unlikable, and she didn't really have a good reason for the stuff she was doing. And it didn't really make sense why they would fight over that kind of stuff in the first place because literally what she does at the end, what Captain Marvel does at the end, she could have done literally the entire time and saved everyone from ever having to fight. It was really stupid. And um, then the the weapons that she had, like three of them couldn't overpower it and one of them has the same exact weapon, which made even less sense. So, and at one point, like, she she has the hammer, too, but at one point she, like, loses the hammer, and then it's just the braces, the bracelet, and then Miss Marvel has the other bracelet, and then she's taking on Captain Marvel, the bad girl is taking on Captain Marvel, Photon, and Miss Marvel all at the same time, inexplicably. Mm-hmm. So, it didn't make any sense at all, and then... At the very end, like they, you end up losing a character because they, she quote unquote sacrifices herself, and it was the most unnecessary sacrifice I've ever seen in my life. Basically, you could imagine they blanketed blanketed themselves off from reality because they were kind of stitching the fabric of reality back together, but she did it from the other side of the broken universe when she could have literally just done the same exact thing on the correct side of the tear. And then lived. There was literally no explanation for that beyond it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is really dumb. It was literally to force something to happen afterwards. Anyways, very dumb movie. I hate it. It was terrible. Marvel's The Marvel franchise period is going down in flames. I mean, my, um, my opinion on the MCU. So I'll give you my MCU opinion. You yeah, tell me what you it. think. My MCU opinion is everything that you've been doing, just stop. Put yeah. everything Avengers related in the can. Mm-hmm. Focus on the X Men for the next yeah. few years. Rebuild the X Men Fantastic Four franchise. Leave the Avengers and all their bullshit behind, and and basically kind of it's it's like a reboot for the MCU. But you're not you don't actually have to reboot it. You're just refocusing on stuff that you never really focused on because you didn't really even have the rights for so long. 
Mm. I, I think that's the way for them to go, and that's the only way for them to go at this point because all of their plans are so screwed up because of this next thing we'll talk about yeah. that I don't know how they salvage, you know, anything yeah, at this what's point. Going on. Yeah. You know, like... Well, and, th- and that's the thing is, like, and I don't even know what they're doing, like, anymore because, like, the, the one good Marvel thing that I have seen, you know, recently, and I mean, like, by recently, I mean basically since Loki Season 1, is Loki Season 2. Loki Season 2 was actually fantastic. I'll tell you what. I, I haven't finished it, but I will. But I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Echo trailer? Because we didn't put this on here. But did you watch that Echo trailer? No, I didn't even. Okay, you, you need to watch it because it looks like it's going to be the, the thing that's going to stick. Because it's it, it basically looks like a new Daredevil season. Because they've got Daredevil in it, like, in his costume. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about Wilson Fisk. It's more about Fisk. It looks like it's more about Wilson Fisk than it is about her. It's right. only five episodes. Okay. Well, well I did, like... Or six. Um, if I were six. Hawkeye? Right. And so, so it looks like it's... This the, feels more like that. Yes. Very like much so. Grounded. Yes. Very much yeah. so. It seems like it's going to be Hawkeye level. So, yeah. and if that's the case, I think it's got a good shot at being actually good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think I think this could be a good one. I think, I think if they're going to keep doing that stuff, I think um, if they want to stick with those characters, I think they should be... I guess it boils down to, like, those are... The thing is, those are, like, lower-tier heroes. They're not really superheroes as much as, like, right. you know, Thor, who's actually, like, a god, and... Loki, who's actually like a god, like Hawkeye's good with bows, and Daredevil's got his like sight, but he's it's more about like training, you know, Batman yeah, level exactly. stuff. And I think that's why those tend to work because the scale, well, the scale yes. of it is so much more compact. Like, you're not going to go watch Daredevil and see a world ending, universe destroying event, it's going to be something that's going to fuck New York up. It's street level. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna mess New York up. It's gonna do, you know, it's gonna do this. It's gonna do that. I mean, even the Spider-Man movies, if you think about the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, they're not universe-ending things, but they are. Yeah, it's more. They're a little bit bigger than I think what Daredevil would deal with. But yeah, definitely. You know, they're so that's that's where I think they should well, focus the non. But they really need to dig into X-Men, in my opinion. I, I mean, I. I definitely agree with you, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh, it, it is always easier to deal with that level of show because you aren't dealing with world-ending scope stuff. Well, yeah, because you and don't have to deal with the fact that Thanos existed. Exactly. Like, how, do you, and, and with, how are you ever going to be more scary than a guy who snapped half the universe away? Right, and and that's what makes, I think that's what made Loki so much more impressive was the fact that Loki season two, despite the disaster surrounding all of the characters, including Kang himself being the disastrous, terrible fucking character that he is um, right after Loki. I mean, he was great in Loki season one, but then everything they've done since until Loki season two, was terrible. And I think it's because they literally, it basically just ignores everything that happened with Kang in like quantum mania and everything like that. It just basically picks up right where the last Loki left off and it, it you deal with Kang again but it's like 
it almost like flies in the direct face of everything that was happening. I actually don't even know how they're going to like make it jive, but um, they did an amazing job at making that season. So Loki season two, watch it. Do not sleep on it. Very fucking good. They go back in time and do all of this kind of stuff. It's like, it's kind of like a, it feels very much like um, Dr. Who kind of kind of stuff is really cool well i loved um, o- o- oroboros or whatever his name is the guy um oroboros yeah you know from uh, everything everywhere all at once and was short round back yeah. in the day like i love him as an actor and he was just so and quirky and perfect in, in, in loki like yes super exactly. fun he was great in this he was one of my one of my favorite characters yeah. in this season so so that's really good but yeah everything else outside of that that show and i think hawkeye um, everything else has been a massive failure since since Endgame, basically. So, um, yeah, not looking forward to see what what happens next, and and we can just go ahead and talk about it now. But you know, it, along with all of that, you know, crappy stuff that's going on, um, Majors, you know, Jonathan Majors is is going to be replaced. That's official. Um, who he's going to be replaced by is still kind of up in the rumor mill. They currently have one guy who they. Th- you know, there's been some reports that he may be replacing him. Um, a guy from uh, The Walking Dead. I forgot what his name was. But, um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to make that work exactly. But They should just replace him with Don Cheadle. Just to mess with everybody. <laughs> that, that would be something. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, at this point, I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, sure, we're so off the rails, it doesn't even matter anymore. It, it, it does um, suck because the Jonathan Majors, like, the way he spoke, like, especially in, like, Loki season one, I, I didn't see oh, yeah. Quantumania because it just looks like such a train wreck and I heard nothing but bad it things about it, which a, is a shame because I literally really like the Ant-Man. worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But I just, I feel <laughs> like... Um, you know, he had this kind of presence that I know that they were after. I know that that's specifically why he was cast. And I just, the, no one comes to mind. Someone, I remember someone going, oh, yeah, just do Denzel Washington. And I was like, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it, um, you know, yeah. if Denzel came in there. Because he can definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he can act his fucking ass Yeah, off, he can so. definitely do, <laughs> do some work, you know. Um, if, if, if Denzel Washington walked out from right behind um king and was like i'm actually the puppet master i'd be like all right be like, yeah, I'm okay. it works for I, I prefer this universe <laughs> this so yeah let's let's do that makes me i'm happy with it I, exactly i i accept i accept this change <laughs> and uh welcome it with open arms um, exactly yeah no i i mean again you know it's always shitty when you know someone's a dirtbag you know, in, yeah. in real life, and it, it throws off these guys' plans. And listen, I, I feel for, you know, Marvel a little bit because, like, their tent poles for this last round have been pretty shitty and, and not really gone as planned. I mean, you know, obviously we lost um, uh, Black Panther and then the movie that they did that was supposedly a tribute that I, I still don't understand why that movie ever got the praise that it got because that movie sucked. But Which one? The Black Panther 2. Oh god, the movie was a absolute Yeah, trash. Chadwick Boseman absolute like, trash. you know, we lost him way too early, but you know, that movie yeah, was that a was travesty. The worst send-off I've ever um, seen. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I just I think that it's time for them to, you know, stick with small-scale stuff like Hawkeye and Daredevil and stuff like that on the TV shows and then move to Marvel. Let me move to X-Men and Fantastic 4. I mean, 
if we got a good like Doctor Doom and Fantastic Four, like that would be so sweet. Um, yeah, you know, you know what I think that they should do to just like kind of get rid of the old. They should just you know work the system with the multiverse and just have a world-ending event that just wipes out six, our two, universe six, yeah. entirely, and then we we go just to a new universe <laughs> and there's we we start from the fucking beginning again. Yeah. So I would I would honestly much rather prefer that. So who knows? Um, I do want to mention one other thing just because we're talking about Marvel. We have to get our Star Wars in. Um, I have to just complain about this. Mm. Did you see what um, uh, what is her name? Um, Daisy worst person in the world at in Disney. No, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Jesus. Um, did you see what she said about the new director for the Daisy Ridley Star Wars? Movie? Uh, it was. Just, she said, "It's time to put a woman in charge of Star Wars to get things done." That's what she said yeah. about the new director, yeah. who's, who's a woman. And and this is the thing that really annoys me. And and the the woman that's directing it is notorious for being like you know hyper feminist. And even in one of the, I saw this thing earlier where like. Even in a couple of interviews, she goes out of her way to say, literally say, um, I like to make men feel uncomfortable on set. And then I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Why are, Why is Why is Star Wars all of a sudden about gender politics? Like, I could give a shit who's directing Star Wars. Like, I, I don't care <laughs> if it is like if I never saw or heard who the director was, mm -hmm. as long as they make a good thing, like I don't care. And I can promise you the reason why it sucked is not because Kathleen Kennedy is a woman or the directors were male. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's because Kathleen Kennedy has had shitty directions and JJ Abrams should never have not done the sequel. And what's his face? Ryan, whatever his name is. Johnson. Yeah just shot a hole right through the story that was put in place like those are all that has nothing to do with if they're men or women that's just shitty attitudes shitty script writing shitty direction you know and it, like now we're getting into this new situation where like I, I just hate this double standard that's going on where it's like why flip that for a second and say like it's time to put a man in charge of Star I like Wars making women feel trying. uncomfortable on set I make I, exactly I like making <laughs> women feel uncomfortable on set it's like what is, what is going on yeah like, that would can, never fly yeah exactly and I'm just like why are we going around and saying all of this bullshit I'm like can we just have a good fucking Star Wars well, movie please that's the thing. like I think like what is going you, on listen whatever you know I mean I think some of that stuff is just to me is just like showboating you know to get a new to entice women into the into the theater to see Star Wars, I, I don't think you has that been working. Right, but here's the thing: it, no. I, don't, I don't think that matters. I think Star Wars is big enough that you don't need to be you know throwing gender politics in it in an attempt That's to fill seats. Like you put the movie yeah. out, no matter what's happened before or how shitty the last movie was, that fucking theater is going to be full. You are going to sell out right. every show. It doesn't matter. If the person absolutely hated the last Star Wars movie, they will go again. It's just, it's Star mm -hmm. Wars. It's just like Marvel. I fucking hated Black Panther, but I'll go see the next one because, God, it can't be that bad again, right? And, and I love right. Marvel. It's like at the core, Hopium. we love Star Wars. I mean, here here's where my yeah. head is with Star Wars stuff is 
I don't want to dwell on it too much because we got a lot to get through, but Dave Filoni's in charge right now of, you know, what's important, which is story and lore and connections. He's got, he's getting his shot at his first movie. Everything he's Mm -hmm. done, you know, has been done with care and love. He was, he was literally George Lucas's handpicked, you know, apprentice, you know, trained and, you know, brought up to care for and give a shit about all of this stuff. And I've met him. He's a fantastic human being. He's a very nice person. He really does honestly give a shit. And I think that I've watched some of the stuff he's talked about since they've announced his like promotion. And he's still like very down to earth. And he's just like saying like, listen, it's all about just telling a good story in this universe. And it really doesn't matter who's doing it as long as it's good. And as long as it works and yeah, we're going to make mistakes along the way. And I've said this the whole time, like whatever, you know, you can make a bad movie or a bad trilogy even and come back from it. Had good things and bad things in my opinion about the last trilogy. Cause there were things I liked and things I didn't, but we've gotten, I mean, I but we've got Mando and we've gotten, you know, a lot of great things out of the Mandalorian universe so far, and we're going to get... We've gotten Mando and Ahsoka, basically. And Ahsoka was, like, I mean, like, towards the end, it kind of meh, but for the most part, like, pretty good. Yeah, and... But Mando Mando crushes, the rest were... But the rest were not very good. Yeah, but but at the same time, you know, we're going to get this Outlaws, we've got tertiary content there's been some really good books lately we're going to start diving into the high republic you know Mm -hmm. which in my opinion is like the that's where they really really should be focusing is like just throw get rid of all this bullshit and Mm -hmm. high republic gives you a chance to literally have a completely fresh slate in the star wars universe i would rather than go all the way back to the old republic but even there's baggage there i mean i agree with but that there, sure. but to me there's baggage there you've got malik you've got malgus you've got revan you've got bass i mean there's baggage with those characters I mean, already that, that you get that that's wrong. great that's what we want to get well, into. yeah but at the same time just like hey here's luke skywalker older oh well shit we don't like mm. the way you did him oh here's this guy older or younger like young han in the solo You're movie. saying you, you want to go completely like... All new you know, characters. Literally all, no yeah, characters. All new characters, known. all new world. Yeah, there's still Jedis. Yeah, there's right. still smugglers. It still looks the same universe. But there's literally no baggage, whether it's preconceived notions from a video game or a comic book. Like, wh- mm-hmm. you know, like if they go, hey, here's Mara Jade, no one's going to be happy with how they handle that. No one's yeah. going to be happy. Either you're going to love it, there'll be people who like it, there'll be people that hate it. She's too... She's too this, she's too that, she's not like her, she's not like this, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. with the High Republic, they've got an opportunity, and I think this is why they designed it, where it's where it's a little bit of Old Republic and a little bit of New Republic, all kind of jammed together in a in a you know area that's far enough removed from the OT, OT to not have to have any of those characters, but close enough yeah. that things that were done there could ripple forward. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do agree. I, I think that that is, like, the best situation. But at the same time, they are still focusing on, like, I mean, Ray's getting, or they're going to be starting new movies focusing on Ray's current situation mm-hmm. and forward. Yeah. You know, so, like, that, that whole part isn't there. And I feel like that, I, I don't think that it's a lost cause because I think, like, Ray 
can be certainly a redeemable character. I do. I agree. And I, I like Daisy Ridley. I mean, before she became yeah, Mary don't. Sue Ray in the second episode, the second movie, I thought I liked her scavenger Ray. I thought I thought she did a good job. You know, I, I don't know. Well, that was the other thing, too, is that in a, she came out with a, a quote or, you know, a message of support for the current director, which, of course, she's going to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, because the, um, you know, the current director was getting some flack for some of the things that she said. And um, the thing that she said that really annoyed me, though, she was like, you know, lots of people called my character, like, Daisy, or, uh, you know, Ray, like a Mary Sue. Like, who even knows what the hell that is and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, you have to have an understanding of your character and what the flaws were of your character from the previous movies in order to make sure that kind of shit doesn't happen again. Like, I mean, and I know that she's just an actor, but actor still has input on what goes on, depending on the director. Yeah, to you know, to an extent. Knows. I mean, I mean, you God, can well, look I know. at Luke's I, that's that, why the I whole said, Luke Skywalker like, it, thing it and go. I one hundred. I said depending yeah. on the director, because I one hundred percent agree. I was going to give the Luke Skywalker situation as an example, but yeah, that I I think that it's important. Like, she doesn't even know apparently what was wrong with her character, and like that kind of thing is the thing that's like, okay, guys, like we need to actually accept the faults of what happened with the movie. Like this is to the directors, to Kathleen Kennedy and to Daisy Ridley and literally everyone that worked on them, because you got to do it better than next. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. I'm not saying it can't be done better. I'm not saying that these people are never going to make a good movie. I want to see them make a fantastic movie because I just want Star Wars to be good again. I think, yeah, I and, think overall the characters that a lot of the characters that were brought into you know, the newer trilogy are fully redeemable, and in some cases, yeah, I just think they fine. Can, they can be built on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that they can be built on, and I think that they can be almost kind of, you know, they can kind of retcon a few things yeah. later on. Like I would to, love to, to see kind of smooth a few areas. I would love over. to see like Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren run around just wrecking shit. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, like uh, yeah, I mean, like we we never even got the whole you know Knights of Ren scenario because you know Ryan Johns or whatever. But anyways, but I I think Kylo Ren was an interesting enough character for me to want to see it again. He already said he's never going to play that character again, so that won't happen. But um, like I I am interested to see what you know Ray does and moving forward and all that kind of stuff. But I just I really hope that they're paying attention and willing to accept like what things were bad and not just be like this pompous kind of asshole approach of we did it all right like our our audience just wasn't there yet because it's all men and they hate us no matter what it's like no like let's just drop the bravado we didn't hate people didn't hate ray because she was a woman let's just be honest with us with it yeah that was i mean like people I think Ahsoka is a great example of this because it literally flies in the face of everything that People said was, they could yeah. possibly say. Yeah, yeah, because Ahsoka is literally my favorite character as well as tons of others, like the majority of which being men. An unbelievably strong female-led Jedi. Exactly. This... Because people, whenever you say, like, Leia was one of my favorite characters, which is a legitimate thing. Like, people have Leia as their favorite character, but, you know, people could combat that saying, well, that's because she started off as a character that was just this, you know, princess in need of saving, and that's where they want women. It's like, no. Like, it was because she actually came to be a, a 
very strong character in her own Dude, right. Even in the first and movie, she was, was never great. just a damsel in distress ever. Like she was never I a damsel. 100% she stood agree. in the face of Vader and talked shit. She stood in the face of Tarkin mm-hmm. and called him an asshole to his face. Like, yeah, she was never was a one of those damsel situations in distress. Where a woman, like, anyone who says right, that was, just has no understanding of that character at all. I 100% agree, but they, I, I've heard this argument before, but it's because she starts off as the whole show starts with the premise of a woman who needs to be saved. Yeah, she, a pr- helpless Obi-Wan, you're our only hope, she's a pretty young girl right. who needs a man to come and save exactly. her, she does get captured, she is a princess exactly. locked in but, a tower. But that doesn't define yeah. her fucking That doesn't define character. her actual character, like, though, yeah. Exactly. It's just the situation so that's, that's she's the thing. It's just like, But then we have Ahsoka, who was literally... Born and raised a Jedi, a badass, and just crushing shit everywhere. And then she turns out to be literally more important and more of a favorite than almost any other character, if not every other character. So I think it's just like they need to focus on that as the reality and not, you know, feed into this kind of egotistical bullshit that they seem to be doing. But But anyways, yeah. It's 2024. Let's have some good Star Wars this year. Exactly. Actually, let's let's have some more good Star Wars this year. Yes, yes. Um, All right, let's last Arcane. little tiny thing for Do the movies it. and TV show. It's very Do small. It. Arcane season two. Yes, we had a trailer come out. Lots of of news for League of Legends just happened. Um, it's it's a quick like thirty second trailer. Uh, something to do with the, the character singed, and you get to see this big behemoth of a character um, hanging from these chains in front of him, which I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you if you watch the show, you kind of know who it is. And for people that know the the series, we know what that means, um, considering what was happening. Well, I mean, you can and, talk about it, because, like, if you haven't watched Arcane, like, you're not gonna, right? So let's just talk about it. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for people, because it's going to be so big. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I have a... I, I, I mean, I'm not as deep in the, the lore as you, but I have a relatively mm-hmm. basic understanding of who's sitting in the chair as Singed and who's hanging from the chains as the monstrosity. Right. But... Well, I, I, I want to leave it... I want to leave it a bit, because I want to encourage people to go watch the show. So, I don't want to give you the answer, but just go go watch the show. It's amazing. Obviously, you know, it's just it's just a little teaser, so watch it, then watch the teaser. It's just more evidence that it is coming later on this year. It's coming out in November. Um, they're just building up the hype train. It's super cool. They also teased, if you if you really know the lore, they were also, I'm pretty sure, teasing another little thing that they're going to be doing, another character, just from the song that's happening there, which is really cool. Um, but anyways, really good stuff. Very excited for it. And also, um, for anyone that does care the new League of Legends cinematic is going to be dropping in four days. So definitely check that out uh, as well whenever it does. Um, That's it for movies and TV, though. We can move on to the next thing. So uh, the news. Why don't you go ahead and lead off off this one? All right. So it is official, quote-unquote, Tetris has been beaten. The NES version, the original Tetris, has been been defeated by a human um who happens to be 13 years old um he's i was watching i watched there was like a 15 minute documentary that someone put together on it um that kind of explained like tetris and the competitive scene and like how the game got to where it is now that this could even happen like they talked about 
the style there's like these the style of play like like the way you actually use the controller to get fast enough to handle the higher levels you know and there was this again like 15 year old kid who came up with this new technique to hold the controller and that's what everybody's been using and as soon as he came out with that they went from like the highest level being 80 to into the hundreds all the way up to like 140 and then this guy came out with this computer program a something rabbit that could play mm-hmm. tetris infinitely and it, it it eventually played hard enough that it found a situation in the game where it could you could get what's called a kill screen where basically the code was written you know forever ago and the way that the game loops at a certain period at a certain point a certain level it it starts generating these random color palettes not random but these randomized color palettes that aren't supposed to exist because of the the code starts to deteriorate and some of these color palettes are almost impossible to see. Like, there's literally a color palette they call Shadow, I believe, where it, it literally drops black brick blocks on a black background. So it's almost impossible wow. to see because you have to play on a CRT TV because it's NES, and you're not allowed to screw mm-hmm. with the contrast. So I saw videos of they show videos, and it's like you can barely even see these blocks. So when they first encountered them, they were like you did each instantly top out because you couldn't see him. So there's like two, right. there's two of these low visibility levels in the like hundred and hundred and late hundred and forties or whatever. Um, but then you can get to this point where the code starts reading from the Ram instead of from the actual code. And then you'll do something in the game when it completes the, 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 um, the line, the game will actually freeze and completely die. So the game just completely locks up. They call it the kill screen, and that is technically winning Tetris because you've gotten to the point where you've you've gotten the game can no longer be played. You've won. So <laughs> some guy has gone through and analyzed the code and watched this rabbit and come up with all the variable ways and specific locations and levels and exactly what you need to do to create one of these kill screens. So this kid, it became this big competitive thing, and there were these two guys that were going back and forth, and they were both having a run on the same day, right? And they were streaming it, and this this blue Scooty 13 was doing really good. So someone in the chat of this other guy who was running goes like, "Dude, you got to watch this! Like, blues, he's he's like on, he's like gonna, he's gonna, he might do it." So like all of these people started tuning into him to watch him. And he missed the first opportunity. He screwed up because he, it was in the dark level. He couldn't see. And you needed to get a single, and he ended up getting a double. So he had to then wait for the next opportunity, which was like two levels later, that had like a 70% chance to fire it. And he did it, and it locked up, and he like about exploded on screen. Like this 13-year-old yeah, I saw kid. That part, yeah. yeah, and then like they showed like the reaction video of like the other guy that was working on it watching and was like, Oh my god, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like been this big mm-hmm. thing now. So wholesome moment in game. Well, yeah, and there. then and then there was some controversy around it because then the next day, this British newscaster on Sky News basically when she heard about the achievement was like, Well, if 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 I was his mother, I'd tell him to go outside. Like basically, you know, saying you know, gaming Boomer. is gaming's yeah. dumb. Like, why are you doing yeah. that? But yeah, that that's pretty cool. It's it's pretty neat. So I don't yeah, know. It's a, it's an interesting yeah. thing. So now now it opens up. Now that it's been done, it's now everyone's like, oh well, 
speed run speed it, or something. how fast, yeah. how many more levels can I get before I create the kill stream? Because you can keep going if you don't meet those specific criteria. So now you've still got what's the highest level I can get to, and then what's the highest kill screen level I can get to, and then how fast can I get there? So right. it's opened up a whole new avenue of, like, you know, yeah. the chase. That is super cool. Like, I, I mean, like, like I said, it's a pretty wholesome moment in the game. Minus that, you know, ignorant comment. Yeah, right. But, um, but yeah, very, very cool. Glad to see that was the situation. Congratulations to him and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Very awesome. Um, next thing here, Best Buy is going to stop selling CDs and DVDs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. So we're here. We've, <laughs> we've made it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it makes sense. You know, I, I can't argue with that. It's going to be kind of weird but i mean like cds whatever like i don't even know like i think most places probably stopped selling cds for a while but dvds kind of being gone is a little well i mean well, when was well, yeah, the last they're, time they're you bought st- a dvd they're not selling bro. blue well they're not selling they're stopping i mean blu-rays cds dvds blu-rays and blu-rays everything and all the all yeah. physical media so that's more serious because i was just thinking dvds i'm like well you know like most people, you know, Blu-rays. But if they're stopping to sell Blu-rays, that is weird. Because then we're getting into the point where now we actually just don't own content anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we, we whenever, because you know this from just like, just like with gaming and microtransactions, right? If, if they close shop, like, they're not legally required to keep anything up for you. You know, the chances of these companies that you're buying from closing their, their doors, you know, that's, you know, very unlikely. But still... It's one of those things where you, now you technically don't, you don't own it. Anymore. Well, yeah, I think I think you know. The, for me, the statement is like people will they're, they're still manufacturing them, but I think we as a society have forced well, this, this is, to occur. This is the step. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I can't argue it. with. Yeah, I can't argue with the fact that it doesn't make you know financial sense. I'm just pointing it out that you know because if if they're doing it eventually. That's just like this is the first big step to go down into like no one selling mm-hmm. it, and once no one's selling it, then we get into a weird point. I'm not saying that it's not justified that we're at. That yeah, point. I mean, yeah, you get to that. It's the but, same argument of like the game game preservation, right? You got all these exactly, games that yeah. don't exist, and you know, but you can get in trouble for playing mm-hmm. the ROM. But then how else can you play it? Like, you don't have a way exactly. for me to play the game, but I want to play the game because of the historical significance of it. You know, like if if my son goes, hey, I want to play Pokemon Red, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go find a DMG for a hundred bucks, even though I mean, I already have mm-hmm. one, but and then go find an authentic Pokemon cartridge, which is going to cost me another like two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So the kid can play a black mm-hmm. and white version of Pokemon. I'm just going to fire up a ROM on my laptop or one of my retro emulators or my Steam Deck or whatever and be like have at it kid you know what i mean this is like yeah so and that's i mean that's like actually kind of already happened to me once and like leading to this problem and the only reason why i was able to fix it was because um one of uh or my dad had actually recorded it on a dvd um a long time ago but um do you know the the movie pirates of silicon valley no i don't but i've i've heard the name Oh man! You, first of all, you need to watch mm. that. It's basically all about Steve Jobs and um, how cool uh, he is, Bill Gates. But no, no. It's, well, it's about actually how you know, like the animosity of what happened, like the the whole story of what happened with Bill Gates mm-hmm. and Steve Jobs. 
played out in in movie form. And it was really, really good. It's literally the best version of any of the Steve Job movies that you've ever seen before. But it's even better because it it focuses on Bill Gates too. But um, amazing movie. Um, but I I couldn't find it anywhere because I was trying to show one of my friends it, and I hadn't seen it in years, and it wasn't even available to get on Amazon anymore, like even as a physical copy. So I had to I was looking all around, and luckily I I asked my my dad, and he had a copy because he had showed me like years and years and years ago, and he still had a copy of it, so that saved me. But like that's like I would. You know that kind of situation could easily play out again in twenty years, and then it's gone forever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, weird, weird situation. If you can't find it for stream at that point, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like any time you're like, oh, I want to watch this movie, and then you got you go on your phone, and you're like, okay, where where can I stream this? And it's like, it. okay, yeah. well, I don't have that service, and I can't rent it. Go to Blockbuster, rent a DVD, and. Netflix doesn't do DVDs anymore, and now I can't go down this, you know, it used to be like, well, at least I could go to Walmart or go to Best Buy and buy it. Well, now I can't do that either, so it's like, what do you do? You're fucked. Exactly. You know, do you sign up for another service just to watch this movie? But then that defeats the whole, well, streaming is cheaper than buying DVDs, you know what I mean? But, so, I I don't know, it's it's just a weird situation, And, and then also, you know, to me, streaming is becoming quite a mess. So I hope I hope this year people can they can kind of start figuring this out because it's getting really messy. Um, yeah, I'm having to like I'm you know now subscribed to four different streaming services. I mean, and that's and, like, not every many. Day I'm well, I know that's the thing is like in, in every day I'm finding things that I want to watch that I'm like, okay, where is this? Oh, it's not on any of these. Okay, well, where is it? And I, I look it up and it's on a different streaming service. Like. The one I forgot what I was looking for specifically the other day, but I it was only available on on MGM Plus or something like that, and I was like, when when the hell did that one come out? I'm like, I didn't even know that that one had a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So it's like Jesus, like it, it's well, it's and then they move around too, like you know, so Mario and all that stuff was all on uh, what was it, Paramount Plus or. And yeah. but but they all got pulled and pulled to Netflix because of the contracts, you know what yeah. I mean. So now they're losing their own content and it's moving around. So oh, I've had this because I want all this content, and then it leaves after a certain period of time and goes somewhere else. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Next, uh, but yeah. All right. Next thing here, we're going into gaming. So for gaming, um, there wasn't like a whole bunch of news. I think there's like one or two things that we'll that we'll talk about a little bit. Um, but then after that, we're going to go ahead and talk about just kind of the games we're looking forward to to seeing um, in 2024, just kind of, you know, start off the, the new year. Um, but let's go ahead and, and kick it off with this one, just because this is, once again, another wholesome moment in gaming, <laughs> which we need more of. But um, the City of Heroes. Now, this one, you played City of Heroes. Right? Oh, you're jumping all over the place. All right. I, I yeah. am, but I feel like th- we could do these first. But you, so you played City of Heroes? Oh yeah, I played a lot of City of Heroes right. and City well, of so Villains back then. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about this one? Then. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing, it's not a huge thing to talk about, but, um, so City of Heroes was a, um, you know, an MMO, god, I don't even remember when it came out, let me look it up, but, um, it was kind of in the hate, Honestly, it was, it was like in the heydays of the heyday, uh, 2004, it was in the heyday of, like, the big, like, 
everybody's making MMOs, but they're all trying to vary them to be different. So it's not just another WoW clone. Um, right. or, or, you know, or maybe this was even before, I can't remember when WoW came out, but, um, this, this was the superhero one and it was fantastic. And, um, it went for a good many years and then eventually, you know, NCSoft shut it down and this other group, um, created a fan server and it's been running for quite a while. Um, and apparently the devs of that server got called by NCSoft and it wasn't a cease and desist. It was like, Hey, why don't you come see us? So when they went to see them, they were like, Oh great. We're going to get shut down. Um, NCSoft actually gave them an official license to run that server legally forever. They were like, thank you for, you know, keeping our game alive, even though we couldn't because of financial reasons, you know, here's Mm -hmm. a license. So you, now you're doing it like on a 100% legit level because technically it's illegal because they're running someone else's IP. So it's, it's really cool uh, moment in, in my opinion, it's a very big moment in gaming when, when a developer has the balls to, to say, listen, we can't support this anymore and we're okay that you do. And it really goes back to what we were just talking about, which is preservation of games. It's like, you shut down the eShop and all those games are gone. Don't get pissed at me if I pirate them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's one of those interesting uh, things that uh, happened mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and... Um... Yeah, one of those you know things where it's just it's so rare. Whenever you hear the the devs actually be like, "You've done an amazing job <laughs> at handling this game when we couldn't." Yeah. So here you go, like so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, well, let's go ahead and move on to the to the next thing here. So um, just this is kind of a PSA, but uh, Black Clover Mobile. We spoke about that like pretty in depth in the pre-show. So if you wanna you know, hear about that, go ahead and check that out. But, um, yeah, that came out about a month ago now, Mm -hmm. I want to say. Yeah. And, um, very good game. It is a little overwhelming at first, but you know, if you stick with it, you know, you'll definitely figure it out. I am in one of those situations where, you know, I'm, I'm having to push past it and figure it all out. It's taken me a bit, but, um, Muggin has been knee deep in this stuff for a good while, mm-hmm. and he is crushing it along with the rest of the people on the server that are playing it. So we got a, a guild going and everything. Yeah, we got a squad up and running. Um, you know, we we're leveling it up, so we're getting new spots, and people are kind of you know we've got a couple people, you know, oh you know gonna go ahead and bow out. So we do have room. So if anyone that's listening wants to play you know jump on the discord um discord.me slash a and r and hit ping us and we can get you in um or just you know apply on the uh in the guild uh but we get a lot of applications so we're trying to make sure that people are on discord at this point but yeah we've got uh we won our first um guild war against another guild and now we're in the um what you call it doing the first guild boss and yeah, it's it's fun. We got a, I think like maybe seven people, eight, seven like regulars from A and R for years. But then we've gotten like three of the new members that have joined from BCM are in the Discord now. So it's just it's been nice um, having some new faces pop in and, and join the Discord and 
good lively chat in the channel and yeah it's uh mm-hmm. it's probably the first game we a lot of us have been in simultaneously in a while so see how long yeah. we can keep it going yeah definitely um but all right well let's go ahead and and go to the next part here and this is where we're going to talk about um or do you want to do this yeah let's do those first or? real quick okay all right um, why don't you go ahead and lead lead that front? So yeah, Steam did the 2023 Steam Awards, um, where it's community voted, um, uh, and uh, they've announced the winners. And there were some kind of yeah, okay, and there was some what are you kidding me? Um, so I don't know if <laughs> there was like bots involved that were like let's just screw this thing up and show people how stupid these things are, or or what, but. Um, I think the 2023 game of the year is kind of no um, no surprise is Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I don't know if... Have you played that at all? Baldur's Gate 3? Baldur's yeah. Gate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fantastic game. Amazing. I haven't beat it yet because yeah. who, I don't have the time to get deep enough in it, but everything I've... Every minute of it that I've spent in that game has been fantastic, so... Um, I've always loved that dev. I really enjoyed um, Divinity Original Sin too. So, you know, keep mm-hmm. giving them the stuff to work with because those guys um, definitely delivered on a microtransaction expansion of free full package um, for for a regular price. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, VR game of the year. I don't have VR, but um, it was Labyrinth. Um, Labyrinthine. I don't know if you played that one. I know you've got some VR gear. I haven't played my VR, my meta, in quite some time. Well, maybe you got to grab this and check it out. Apparently, game of the year. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so this is where we get into some weird shit. Um, the Labor of Love Award, um, which which the description is, this game has been out for a while. The team is well past the debut of their creative baby, but being the good parents they are, they continue to nurture and support their creation. This game to this day is still getting new content after all these years. My pick, I don't give a shit who you are, the answer is No Man's Sky. Like, don't even argue it. Like, No Man's Sky Definitely. is the... 100%. And they, as long as they're supporting No Man's Sky, should win this shit every year. Like, no one has put yeah, more time and energy into their baby than the No Man's Sky team. For, for nothing. For, yeah. yeah. No cost, no expansions, no microtransactions. Um, and it started rough, but they're like the, the definition of a, you know, a turnaround moment. Um, and I can't wait for their next game cause it looks awesome. Um, definitely, but it was given to red dead redemption Two, who announced end of support in 2022. So they haven't done yeah. literally anything with the game in 2023 and are no longer supporting it at all. So, so that's yeah. Funny. So that, like why it was even up for the award even is crazy. Like, um, and why they didn't change that to then the most legitimate one um, that came in second place yeah. and third place um, instead. Basically. Yeah, so weird. Um, the next one's Best Game on Steam Deck Award. Um, this one's a little close to my heart because of my love for the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner was um, Hogwarts Legacy, which I fully understand. That game plays great on the deck. Uh, and, and it was 100%. a fantastic game, too. So. Um, Amazing game. Some of the runners up were Dredge, which is also a super f- cool indie game. Um, Brotato, haven't played it. Outlast Trials, haven't played it. And then Diablo 4, 
which I actually played on the deck via the Battle.net launcher. It's now officially in Steam supported now, but... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, because the uh, Blizzard games are now purchasable through Steam directly. And then you can play them oh, okay. from Steam without the the extra crap. Right. <coughs> um, I don't know. Some of these other ones I don't know much about. Um, uh, this one, Dehooch, will be happy to hear. Um, best game you suck at uh, is Sifu. Um, I know he was mm-hmm. deep in that one for a while. Um, and here's another uh, wonky one. Most innovative gameplay. A game that is at the front lines of creative experimentation, bringing a fresh perspective and brain-breaking surprises. Starfield. Really? Starfield's really? So, Starfield. Okay. There was... I played it. Whatever. There's it's nothing the innovative about it at all. It's literally Fallout yeah. and Skyrim. It's the same yeah. Bethesda formula as always. There's nothing innovative about it. In fact... No Man's Sky did it better. So, you know, years ago. Uh, so, yeah, this was another one where everyone's been scratching their heads. It's like, how did they get um, yeah. most innovative? Uh, best soundtrack went to The Last of Us Part 1. Um, outstanding Story went to Baldur's Gate. And then Sit Back and Relax went to Dave the Diver. And I actually just bought that game during the winter sale. So I will let you know. But I've been oh, had my eye on it for a while. So it had a small discount Very and nice. I snapped it up. So... Um, that's kind of where the Steam Awards landed. So, yeah, interesting stuff there. Um, <clears throat> but I think now we'll get into the next thing. So, would you take us through that one? Yeah, so, yeah, so this, you know, like I said, this is kind of just our, you know, what looks good coming for 2024. Um, there's going to be some games that have slated release dates, and then the rest are TBD, but but 2024. Also, so, why don't you, do you want to yeah. talk about before, before that, like what in 2023, like if, were there any big surprises or things that you were really stoked and happy with it? You'd recommend people go back and revisit like just a couple things there. Or? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean like the, the biggest one that comes out to me, you know, I'm obviously biased towards this, but God of war, hmm. um, God of war was the shining light of this past year. I think in gaming, at least for boy, me. Um, it, it was some people, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't quite as good. Some of it was better than the previous God of War. I would say most of it was better than the the previous God of War as far as like mechanics, how it plays, everything like that. The story wasn't quite as good if you take all of it into consideration, Mm -hmm. but it was still astoundingly good. Um, but yeah, amazing game. One that you just cannot miss. It is such a good story. So please check that one out. Um, Boulder's Gate, obviously, like that's one that you know. It, it kind of takes a certain taste to to play through it, right? You kind of have to like yes, the RPGs. But yeah, but I mean, once again, the story on it. Everyone that I've that I spoke to that has played it, just like the story is is amazing. I haven't beat it personally myself, but that's something that needs to happen. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is obviously a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's probably my number two favorite game um, from this year, and that's just like we've we've never had something quite like that before. Like that, it was a totally unique experience. It felt like at least a totally mm-hmm. unique experience. And finally, being able to play in that world to that degree felt and amazing that, yeah, that for fidelity. them to come out exactly, and for them to really come out. 
and make such a big showcase where it wasn't just piggybacking off of the same old story, right? It was its own unique story, and you really felt like you had a hand in the world. I like that they Um, put it so far back that there was no Harry Potter or anything in that, you know, Voldemort. It was really about Hogwarts and the universe and the magic in the world. Exactly. So I think those those are the biggies that probably take the cake of the most important games. That Anything on mobile for you to stand out? Or? M- mobile, um... Kind of a slow year, really. I mean, there were some big hits, but they all kind of fizzled out, I think. I mean, I, I, one thing I do want to mention for sure is that, you know, Nikkei, it, I know it didn't come out this year, but they have really, from the beginning of, of where they started... To where they are now, man, they give out so much free currency. Mm-hmm. Bro. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't um, that. I mean, they came out in November, so of 2022. So they just had their one year anniversary. Yeah, in a few months, like last month or the month before, or whatever. Yeah, so I feel like it gets an honorable. It, it wasn't technically, you know, in in 2023, but it, it does get for sure an honorable mention. And just like the anniversary that that they had, it just showed me like where not only where the game is going and how much you know you can you can do with it they're still expanding the story the story's still amazing and only getting better and the anniversary unlike so many of these games that we have that just flub it they have very well yeah like you just don't get much like even genshin is a good example of this like i praise genshin all the time and and they are praiseworthy but I will say their anniversary is incredibly lackluster <laughs> with free currency. Yeah. So, but but here, like literally, it isn't even the anniversary anymore. It was New Year's, and I, I think we got like fifty free polls, which is huge for you oh, know, yeah. UK. And that was coming off the back of an anniversary that we just had in oh, November, we got a ton of polls where we for got that too. like I don't know, like three hundred free polls. It was or some shit crazy, like man. I I pulled so yeah, much, dude, wild. on that anniversary. It was bonkers. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, definitely, definitely, it, it deserves that mention, mm-hmm. um, and it's always a good time to hop in for yeah. anyone. Um, another honorable mention, I would say, um, uh, Rumble, um, Warcraft Rumble that came out. I, it didn't, it didn't pop off as much as I thought it was going. to. Yeah, it's been kind of weird. I, I expected it to be a lot bigger than it than it has been, but I think it's bigger than we think it is. I think it's. There's a lot more casuals playing it than there are. There's a I, lot of I content th- creators putting out content I hope for so. it. So. Yeah, I hope so. And there's definitely tweaks, especially on difficulty. You and I spoke about that just in the pre-show. But um, like, it, there's definitely, like, it, it has a, a, a strong future to it, mm-hmm. you know. And it is fun. And I think they perfected that style of, of play. So, um, yeah, definitely good things there. And then... The last one for me would be, um, along with just honorable mention to, to Genshin, because they're crushing it story-wise still, um, Honkai Star Rail, that came out 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing game for story. I didn't even keep up with this one past a couple of months, just because it's it's a lot, especially since I, I was going so hard on Genshin at the time as well. Um, but it's still doing amazingly in the store. I know people are loving it. The story is supposed to be amazing with where it is from now. And so, yeah, just th- those things I'd say on the mobile department yep. would be. Would I would be agree with days. that. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, um, my stuff would be Steam Deck, um, 
Like, I, I don't remember if I got it in 2023. I think I did. But I think it basically became readily available, like, where you could buy it and it would ship within a couple days versus, like, you know, all pre-order ridiculousness that they were going through at first during COVID. But, I mean, I think the Steam Deck has single-handedly changed um, portable computing forever. Um, it has proven that it is a viable landscape and we've got a bunch of stuff since then you know we've got the asus uh the the rog we've got the lenovo legion um there's some other ones that have that are coming out or have come out that are from other companies um uh, and they are a lot of them are stronger than the steam deck but the steam deck um to me because of the backing of valve because of the steam store and everything that goes with it um, and the ability to sideload stuff. Like, I mean, I've got Battle.net and, and uh, Epic Games and all that stuff installed on it already. Um, right. It's just such a great device. And it's an emulation powerhouse. It can emulate pretty much everything all the way up to, um, you know, I've, I've run Switch games on it. I've run PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Nintendo mm-hmm. 64, Dreamcast. I mean, like, it, it, if you're going to be emulating, like, why not just get a Steam Deck kind of thing? Um I played Hogwarts Cyberpunk 2077 on it. Um, I'm playing Spider-Man Remastered right now. Um, you know, and it it's fine, man. 30, 30 to 60 frames and the, um, you know, they keep iterating on the software and the FSR and it's getting better and better. And then they just released the OLED, which has a, you know, smaller processor, bigger battery, Smaller processor in size, like smaller nanometer, which means generates less heat, draws less power, but same strength. They basically redid the entire internals of this thing for the re- for the OLED. So um, mm-hmm. it's more than just, oh, hey, it's the same thing with a bigger battery and a nicer screen. They, they definitely did some stuff, um, you know, on the internals for it. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a great, it's a great value. If you're not, in, if you're not too worried about the OLED, they discounted the LCD models um by a couple of bucks they're all still available um yeah it's that's been kind of a game changer for me because as a pc gamer primarily with two kids it's always been really hard in the past couple you know few years to actually sit down and play a game but being able to kind of play anywhere anytime game game changer is the right yeah it was the same thing as the switch for console gaming for me it was like now i can sit anywhere and play a good quality console game um and having always been a Nintendo fan, that was great. Um, but this is really, this is a game changer for me. And I think for a lot of people, and I think it changed the landscape. It showed what could be successful and the future's bright for this market space. And I'm, I'm all about it. Definitely. Um, yeah, that was my, that was my 2023, like hardware, (laughs) you know, hell yeah moment. Um, you know, and I think gaming-wise, I think I'm on the same place as you. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 um, might be game of the year for me, I think, even though I haven't really had time to dig as deep as I'd like to into it. Um, you know, I can't... I've, I've always been a CRPG fan, back to the original Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights and Icewind Dale and, um, you know, Planescape Torment, all those old-school Bioware um, CRPGs. I've been playing those probably as long as I can remember. And, you know, this really for me is a renaissance in that space. Um, and I loved every minute of it so far. So I think it's definitely up there. Um, 
Hogwarts Legacy, fantastic. So yeah, I think we're on the same page on most of that stuff. And then for me, yeah. I had a nice resurgence in Galaxy of Heroes. Um, there was some pretty game-changing um, structural things they did in that game this year that has made some room for the future. I mean, it's obviously an older game. I think it's 8th or ninth anniversary. We just had. Um, but yeah, it's just been still trucking along and, um, you know... Yeah, that one's been fun. Um, I quit MSF this year, I think it was, so that was nice. Take that monkey off the back. Joining the crew. Um, Someone today in another server actually was like, oh, yeah, I've been having fun in MSF. I just started back up. I'm like, are you drunk? Like, Never, ever. My old, (laughs) my guild leader in Star Wars still plays in the guild I was in in MSF, and he was sending me pictures. He sends me stuff every once in a while on it. And he sent me a picture of a Hulk team in a war room with like a 2.7 million power level for the team. And he's like, numbers are getting dumb and they're about to raise a level cap again. And I'm just like, oh my God. So I posted to that guy. I was like, let me know how much you like the game when you're dealing with this garbage. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's just like, um, that one's inflating. But anyway, yeah, I think um, 2023 was awesome. And I'm looking forward to 2024, so let's jump into that uh, for a couple minutes here and talk about what we're looking forward to. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's go ahead and hop into that. Um, all right, so the first thing I'll, I'll go through, do you want to go one, 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 one? Uh, sure, yeah. You got a couple of years are okay. overlaps with mine, so yeah, we can just, just run through them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so the first one uh, for me is going to be South Park Snow Day. That's coming out uh, March 26th, actually. Yeah, not too, not, um, so not, not too far. Yeah, not too far. Um, it looks really, really good. So it's a total departure from um, Stick of, of Truth. And all right, was it Stick of Destiny? Stick, or Stick of, Truth. of Truth. Stick of Truth, right. Um, total departure from that, but it looks really, really good. It's it's absolute chaos. Um it looks like I'm not even sure exactly what type of game it is yet, but it looks like it is a. Uh, it, I know it's a four-person like co-op battler mm. um, against other teams, and it's kind of like, um, how would you describe it? Kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like a classic battle game. Like you have a healer and you have a warrior and stuff like right. that, but it's. Yeah, it's it's just kind of wild. You're in third person and you're running around and you're doing a whole bunch of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, looks so, interesting. Um, looks really cool. Gonna have a lot of fun with that one. Nice. Um, what about uh, you? I guess I would say um, you stole a couple of mine, so I will I will let you you bring those up. Um, Skull and Bones, um, mm-hmm. the Ubisoft uh, pirate game. Um, I've been kind of watching that since it came out. I, I enjoyed Sea of Thieves. But I would like a kind of a slightly more, less cartoony game. And Skull and Bones looks like it's going to be pretty cool. It's been one of those games that was like, is it ever really going to come out? And it, and then now it's got, and now it's coming. So um, it'll be interesting to see yeah. if it takes off the way it sh- way it could slash should. And um, definitely looking forward to jumping into that bad boy. Um, raise that Jolly yeah, Roger, for me, this especially was... after watching One Piece. I... That was something from twenty twenty three finally mm. a super good live action anime adaptation was successfully put Definitely. out and it was fan fucking tastic. Um, even my wife Definitely. thought it was like the coolest thing. Um, she loved that show and she can't wait for the next season. So 
Um, it, it even crossed oh, past yeah. the, you know, oh, just anime kids watching live action anime. It, it did what I think it was what it's supposed to do, which is to show a new audience um, that thing. So oh, I can't believe we forgot to talk about that in 2023. But anyway, next. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, but yeah, all right. Next one. Uh, Destiny 2 Final Shape. That's coming out in June. It was just pushed back to June, unfortunately. But um, this is the culmination of the entirety of Destiny. Um, literally the entire, not just Destiny 2, Destiny 1. So is this well. going like, to be like the end of it and we're going to get Destiny 3? Or are they going to then all of a sudden so, be like, and here's the new story? Yes and no. So I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know exactly if this is the end or if this is the end of what we thought we knew. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like there may be something bigger, something It leads to the bigger reveal. From, from the, the man behind so, the man behind the mirror. Which I have a feeling is what is going to happen because we already know for a fact that they have another 10 years planned out for Destiny. Right, but we don't know if that's Destiny 2 or Destiny 3. Exactly. We don't know if that is Destiny, if they're going to keep going on Destiny 2 or if they're going to I mean, support Destiny 2 for a while and then... Um, you know, keep doing new content like it currently does. In I, I, could, I mean, I feel like back. I could see them dropping a Destiny 3 that just comes out as a free-to-play game. Like Destiny 2 is now. To, to hook everybody in with yeah, microtransactions I mean, I, and then do a release cycle. In an, I think that's I, how they Yeah, because there's so much, like, Destiny 2 has so much baggage right now. I mean, everything I read is how people are pissed off and this isn't doing this and that's the other, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And you know, but I know players that love it, like you. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I mean, always like Destiny. It, I mean, too. it's great. Um, but removing barriers in a game that has a lot of multiplayer in it is always a good thing, mm -hmm. right? Because you always want as many people playing as possible. So, yeah, I, I have always said that they should go for that because they do make shit tons of money. They have good monetization for microtransactions, you know, and it it is all free to play. So, or I'm sorry, it, it's all um, like cosmetics, uh, just yeah. cosmetics. For for the microtransaction, yeah. so you're not it's not pay to win or anything yeah. like that. I just always hated um, when they when they came up with that vaulting system and they just like deleted entire things of content that you paid for and were like, all right, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, the, there is mm. that, but yeah, this either way, this is going to be bringing us to this final thing where we finally get to kind of know what was going on and kind of what led to all of this. So this is at least a bookend to a very large chapter yeah, that's of it. Cool. Now, is is the next 10 years that they have planned out, is that going to be Destiny 3 and it's just a time jump or a time back, you know, from, from where they are currently and has nothing to do with what we've done? Who knows? Or is it going to be a continuation? I don't know. But there's just going to be a lot more of Destiny in the future. Yeah, we know that. that yeah. So. Um, all right, go ahead. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 is something I'm really looking forward to. They just released a bunch of new uh, gameplay. Like I think it was like 18 minutes. IGN uh, said they played about 10 hours of the game with the devs, and they'll be releasing a bunch of stuff over the next couple of months from that footage that's exclusive to them. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check out that footage, check it out. Um, Dragon's Dogma 1 was kind of a uh, you know cult classic, like... I've recently picked it up on sale, so and it's supposed to play really well on the Steam Deck. It's an older game, but you're supposed to have like complete freedom of how you build your character. Like you want to be a mm. dude in plate with a. I mean, like Skyrim had similar, but this is 
more mechanical fighting. Um, you know, so it's kind of somewhere between like right. I guess Skyrim and Monster Hunter and the fighting because you know Monster Hunter can be pretty technical. Um, and it's a yeah. Capcom game, but um, but Dragon's Dogma Two looks the I mean it looks fantastic. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, jumping on that. But in the meantime, I think um, I've, I'm playing a couple bouncing around between a couple games right now but i want to finish one or two of those up and then jump into the original dragon's dogma here pretty soon yeah that's solid okay um next one here for me oh black myth wukong um, i'm sure this was one that you were looking forward to yeah as well. it's good um yeah so this one has been you know being teased for like i want to say like three four years yeah. now um, since we got that first big big trailer of gameplay um looks absolutely astounding graphically looks amazing the mechanics in it look fantastic um innovative very cool to do um yeah it's just and it, it's it's all going through that um kind of eastern mythology mm-hmm. and uh there's just a lot there to go through the boss fights look absolutely epic so I've been waiting for this yeah. one for a really long time. That looks like it's going to be coming out in August. Yeah. So yeah. finally, we're going to be able finally to get our hands on that. <laughs> in almost a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, All right. Newton's Chronicles. Um, this is like a spiritual successor to a PlayStation uh, game called uh, Sukoden. I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, that is one of my. That's up there with Final Fantasy VI in my uh, JRPG um, Hall of Heroes. Um, I don't remember how many characters there were that you could recruit. It was a lot, like well over fifty um, characters that you could like meet and recruit, and became playable in your party, and you could interchange them out and talk to them, and you built a city, you know, that everybody. Li- it was crazy. Um, but this is looking really good. Um, I'm glad to see those devs, uh, back and, um, definitely looking forward to playing that one. Um, love a good JRPG. Also, we got, um, mm-hmm. a Dragon Quest 12, 13, 12 coming, which is going to be, I guarantee that one's going to be bonkers too. Uh, but we don't, oh, we yeah, haven't seen really anything cool. on it other than the trailer that has a dragon and some fire in the title. So. Hopefully get some more on that soon. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, next one for me, Hades 2. Well. So this one, I'm sure this one. Yeah, is one for me as well. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one is, I, you know, everyone, you know, kind of knows about Hades, but Hades won Game of the Year um, and so many other awards as well. Um, really, really amazing game and going to be getting its sequel. Plays great so on Steam Deck. Definitely. <laughs> It, it, great on Steam Deck. Yeah, it plays good on the right. Switch too. Actually, um, um, I have it on the Switch mm-hmm. was where I was originally playing it, and it's oh man, it yeah. looks good on that OLED screen. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so waiting for that one to come out. That one's um, you know they haven't uh, officially announced a date yet, but it's supposed to be. I know. So Give me a date. We'll see. Um, exactly. <laughs> I think the last one on my list was Blue Protocol. Um, uh, I'm always I, I don't know I've had this real bad itch these last couple of like this last week I'm like really jonesing for an MMO even though I obviously have no fucking time to play an MMO um, but there's just something about them that always every once in a while I get that itch um, 
but this one looks like it could be some fun. So um, keeping an eye on it. Um, don't know how much time I'll be able to devote to it, but um, probably check it out. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, next one, this one is obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you stole this one, bitch. Uh, the next exactly. two are, are, uh, are shared, I think. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Star Wars mm-hmm. Outlaws. So that one, obviously, new Star Wars game coming out. Looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Finally get like some new stuff, um, new perspectives, everything like that. I, I just can't wait. This is going to be an amazing game from what it looks like. Please do not fuck it up. Uh, I'm sure they won't, though, because they've done really good so far with with the Star Wars games. Yeah, this one, um, and we just got a a notice. They just said, I think it was like even this week, it will be coming out towards the end of 2024. I don't think we got an official date, but it will be Mm -hmm. in 2024. So, but but we do know it's towards the end of the year. So my guess is it's going to come out right ahead of holiday season so that it's not on sale for holiday season and everybody buys it (laughs) at full price. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, for this one, I just, I love the fact that we're not playing Jedi's like, don't get me wrong. I loved, um, you know, the Cal Kestis games. They're fantastic, but I, I just like, you know, getting a chance to do, it's not all about Jedi's right. This live in the star Wars world as a normal person. Exactly. Like Jedi's were few and far between in comparison to everybody else in the galaxy. So yeah, this will be exactly. this looks fun, like a lot of fun. So um, looking forward to it. Yeah, very much looking forward. I think that's probably like top yeah, on my for list, sure, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and then this next one, Zenless Zone Zero, uh, that's going to be coming. That's a mobile game. Uh, it's the next big one from MiHoYo. Um, they did Honkai Star Rail as well as Genshin, um, and uh, Honkai Impact Third for those of you that like that one. But, uh, yeah, looks amazing on the gameplay front. Looks like it's going to be a kind of a very much like a quick in and out kind of game um, where it just it just kind of goes like level by level by level. And uh, which is both a good and bad thing. I I need to kind of play it before Mm -hmm. I I make any judgments on it. But there is a a pro to that approach as well. But the characters look astoundingly Mm -hmm. good very different styles on all of them the weapons that they're using look really good the combat is fluid and beautiful um so we're getting a lot out of there and i, I expect a really good story because there's one thing that mihoyo does it's it's mm-hmm. pumped out fantastic stories yeah. um and and it is it realistically they always have microtransactions they make shit tons of money and yes it is it is a gotcha game but in all of their gotcha games it is never required in the slightest bit to actually pull characters you know you can beat all of these games that they have so far with the freebies you know the free characters that you get you know so um it it really is pulling for fun and what you like more than anything else so i appreciate games that are like that that don't lock you behind content that you're not paying for so um but yeah that pretty much wraps it up uh for our list for Mm -hmm. upcoming games there's sure to be more down the pipeline especially on the mobile front you kind of don't really see those coming until they're much closer to release so um yeah it's looking good promising year i'd say for sure all right well thank you all so much for tuning in we really really appreciate it can't wait to get to uh next week's recording where we can talk about the big news that's going to be coming um hopefully I'll, i'll be able to talk to you guys a little bit about uh some of the 
the new League of Legends stuff as well. I just need to talk to someone about that. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very thank much, you. Muggin. And we will see you guys. Happy next New week. Year. Peace.